What up? Welcome to a podcast of Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 388. On this episode, I'm joined by Brad Strex. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, the heat, buttholes, music talk, samples, video games, food, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? Welcome to uh oh yeah, I mean, first thing I'm getting to <laughs> is the Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Go there and give a dollar more a month, like our guest today, and get early access to the podcast. You can give more and be a co-producer of the podcast, like my mother, Graveyard Entertainment, uh, it's your boy h2.com and Forgotten One. They are the only true fans. You heard it here first. And uh, we also have a merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast. If you would like to buy a T-shirt or a sticker or mouse pad on all kinds of shit on there. So go check that out. All right. This week, calling the homie uh, Brad Strex. Normally, I just call him Brad or Brad X. But I know it's technically Brad Strex 316. And, you know, because he's very religious. He loves the Bible. And uh, I don't know. I think he has new music coming out in October. So it's a little bit of ways, but he's always working on stuff. And I'm always sending him beats. And I feel like we'll have something to talk about. So let's uh, give him a call. Cool. Can you hear me? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. All right. I'm just, I just used my phone because I was like, well, fucking Coop ain't here. I don't really need the mic. Right. Pretty bad. Yeah. But you're coming in there. Um, at first, it was a little scratchy, but we, we got there. Um, so how's it going, man? Uh, everything's been pretty good, you know. How's things your way? Uh, they fucking suck, but you know, we're making it. Just ready for this heat wave to be done. Yeah, we're actually just like reaching the peak of it today. So I was getting some recording done like early before it turns into like 95 and shit. Right. Well, 95 for y'all must be like crazy, right? I mean, you're up in Pittsburgh. So I sure. think about that a lot. Like, because, you know, you guys got like a dry heat and then our heat. I don't know. People that come from like Texas and shit, they're like, I don't know. It just feels hotter here, but it's like not. What's well, thicker? The air is thicker. It's like with the yeah, humidity. And, uh, it can and it'll like suffocate you. You know, I've been a different Oklahoma kind of goes back and forth. Uh, you know, sometimes we get the thicker stuff. Sometimes it's dry where I'm from is more Texas ish. So it is a lot drier, but where I'm at now, there's a lot more hills and shit like springs and shit around. So I guess it makes it more humid. Um, so we never left the East coast. So hearing about all the dry heat and everything, it's, it sounds so much better to me. Um, <laughs> compared, like, it is, but at a certain time it's worse. So like in San Antonio, I've been there where it's like, it's so dry that like you can like when you walk out the door, it literally feels like a video game, like a heat wave spell hits you. Like it feels so weird. Like it's different. It's way different. Um, and it, like you walked out of the shack in No Man's Sky or something. Right. Yeah. It's I mean, I guess there's pros and cons to both. I'm sure, you know, I would say less humidity is always better, you know, because I've grown up, you know, with having a little bit of both. But yeah, humidity just definitely makes it thicker. We've really got lucky where I'm at um, during our heat wave this week because we were supposed to have like, I mean, Oklahoma City set the its record, you know, for uh, what uh, its heat was this week. And I want to say that exact day, it ended up raining in the town I'm in. Like cloud cover just came in. So instead of it being like 112 
or whatever, it was actually only like a hundred. And so I we actually got that the same thing coming. Apparently, it's supposed to be like really hot today, then tonight turn into storms until like the next four days of storms. Right. So it it kind of helped. You know, at first I was nervous because I was like, oh, it's gonna be so you know thick and humid with the rain. But it, well, all the cloud cover just helped a lot. Like it really wasn't as bad as I imagined it was gonna be. I mean, hopefully I'll be in AC for most of it, so it won't be you know too terrible for me. But Oh yeah, REC went out Monday. So uh, oh. I mean, I fixed it. I've had to do this a lot. We have this old unit, um, and it went out twice on Monday. That was like the hottest day for us. And uh, the day it didn't rain, it rained Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, but yeah, Monday it went out, and I was like, God damn it! And so I was out there just sweating my ass off trying to fix it. But we did. It, it. would be day too that it goes out. Yeah. Well, and I learned because I was researching a lot of shit. So people out there they don't know it's recommended you don't put your AC more than twenty degrees below the outside temperature. I didn't. I've never heard that before until I started researching this stuff. And uh, I, I was like, oh, so it should have been like eighty nine that day or whatever. You know, like I think I actually got to one hundred nine that day. And so I was like, well, maybe uh, seven at seventy five was was too low. You know, I didn't realize. I'm, I'm childish, so I literally set all mine to sixty nine. And like, it's, it's not even like to be, and it's just like, I don't know. It seems like the right temperature to me. Like I know what it, I don't know. No, just, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely our, in general, uh, at night we set ours to 67 and then during the day, whenever we like, didn't care, it would be like, yeah, 70, 69, 72, somewhere in that range. But now that like the electric bill has been ridiculous and we're like, Hey, our air conditioner is going out. Cause it's so old. We've been putting it up to like you know, 75, 77, but it's fucking hot, you know, when you do it. I have definitely noticed the difference in the bill since like buying new units through the years. Cause we had like four units going on and two of them were old and after replacing those, I mean, it didn't make a major difference, but it definitely, you could tell by the bill. Right. And it affected also it's weird because like I have a central heat and air unit and that used to be like when we were growing up, that was the best thing to have. And it was the most efficient oh, yeah. and it was better. But now they say that if you have all window units, it's way more efficient for your electric bill. And I was like, what? When did that change? But so apparently they've gotten better over the years. Huh. So if I ever had to replace this, I might just buy a bunch of fucking window units. I hate that the my one at night shuts off like from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. It'll just shut off, shut on, turn on, shut off, turn on, you know, because it's like has an automatic shut off once it reaches the temperature. Right. So I just like I got to keep lowering it. It's just so fucking annoying sometimes. Yeah, I went to a, you know, went on vacation a few weeks ago. And the best part is the hotels with their air conditioners. You're just like drop it to 50. We're freezing this bitch out. Like that's always my favorite part of a hotel stay. Is like, I don't have to worry about it. We can put it as low as we possibly want. Right. I've turned to an old man. Hey, haven't we all? Yeah, this is very true. I mean, and speaking of old man stuff, uh, you know, I, I've had all these health issues um, going on. And last week I finally took a vitamin B12 shot and I did think it helped a little bit. But my mom claims that's placebo because it takes like a month of doing these until you would even realize. So I, maybe I'm just getting... Maybe it's the vitamin B. I've been taking the pills for the last few months. You know, maybe they're finally just starting to kick in and helping me out. Um, but I started feeling pretty good. And then uh, a side effect. And I don't know if this is actually a side effect of it. And I probably shouldn't share this. It's so embarrassing and I shouldn't. But I'm going to anyway. Um, but the first shit I took after I got this vitamin B12 shot like the next morning was so massive that it like ripped my butthole. Like it was just so big and then it ripped it and it was so painful and it's still painful. Like I'm still recovering like a week later. And, 
I'm just like, I don't know if I'll ever do a vitamin B12 shot again. Now, a lot of people will say they, that's not related at all. You just happen to have a fucking massive shit. But it's hard for me not to connect the two, right? Whenever like one happened 12 hours before the other. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I think it, I'm done with these. To correlate. Right. You know, it seems to go together there. And I really feel like I should work on some like butthole loosening techniques like the ladies do out there, um, because now I'm like, man, I just think my butthole's too tight. Like, why? How did this even happen? Like, I need a looser butthole. So if anyone out there, I know I don't want to buy sex toys for this, but I feel like I don't know what other options there are out there. There has to be a better option, you know, other than a sex toy. I would have bad. Like the kegels that the kegels, kegels, something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I imagine that isn't that what that's for? Butthole exercises? No, I think that's I'm not educated. No, that's to strengthen vagina muscles so they can contract them around the, the kegels and that can make their vagina tighter. Um, I think you know, like a butt plug would probably be just something to make it permanently a little bigger. But yeah, butthole's very tight. Poop was too big. Was not a fun experience. Um. If anyone out there has any thoughts like now I'm like, can I just eat stuff that just gives me diarrhea for the rest of my life? Like that's been my thought all week. Like what if I just well, eat stuff that gives me try diarrhea? Poppers. I had a dozen yesterday. I'm paying for it today. Uh, see, I don't know. I think the spiciness would af- affect the like wound I have at the moment. You know, I feel like I need less seasoning coming out that side, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Apparently it, it should be good in a few days. Uh, I've been so doing some, re- been doing some research. Uh, all the bidet companies claim the, they're the best for this. Cause every time I research it, it's like sponsored by tushy or some shit. So <laughs> tushy. <laughs> these fuckers, the poop right? Uh, so man, what kind of music you got going on? You got any music plans? Are you still working on your hardcore shit? Where yeah, still working on the horrorcore right now. Um, well, I mean, it's it could be done if we wanted it to, but it's like we still got some time, so it's like might as well push some out. Um, I'm still working on trying to get some features. Uh, that's been fun, you know, a lot of back and forth and trying to figure all that out and trying to, you know, work out anything that'll work for it. But we'll see what happens with that. But as, as far as the rest of the album goes, I mean, I think it's one of our best albums as far as like in our horrorcore lane that we've done. Um, you know, a couple surprises on there. I was pretty happy about. Um, yeah, music's music's been like at its like top right now. Actually, I was just talking to a uh, blunt doctor who was on this pod uh, two weeks ago, probably at this point. Yeah, two or three. Something and, like that. Um, we were talking about like just shooting some freestyles back and forth to practice because he doesn't really. He just started rapping again. And I heard his shit at the end of the pod. And I'm like, dude, let's just fucking uh, just pick some popular beats or whatever and just rap and fucking fuck it. You know, throw them up on, you know, YouTube, SoundCloud and all that. And, uh, you know, I've just been kind of like doing little things on the side. I should I should send him some, actually, because I've been doing some little ones on the side just to like get out of the horrorcore for a minute and like just kind of exercise my brain because it's all been fucking you know so dark and murderous and whatever lately that you know getting ready for the spooky season. Right. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Blood Doctor hit me up uh, after he was on last time. Asked about you know my beats and I told him I would send him a beat pack and I he. He is new to that whole like getting it on streaming services and stuff like that. But I was like, man, we will totally help you, you know, figure all that out. Like it's not near as difficult as it seems. 
Yeah, it seems harder than it is. Like I remember when I first got on Spotify, though, I felt like it was an achievement. Yeah, I was like, oh, I fucking like I'm finally like able to, you know, do this. And then it just as through time, I was like, this is just like SoundCloud Plus. Right. Well, (laughs) the DistroKid thing really, really helped. You know, and I know a lot of people have problems with DistroKid, but they've been decent for me so far. You know, there's been a few hiccups here and there, but in general, uh, it's decent. But before that, I knew of CD Baby, and it was like you had to pay money per project. And I thought that seemed so stupid. And I didn't know any other way to get your music on iTunes because it used to be iTunes was the thing he wanted to be on. And so, like, back in the day, I was like trying so hard, but then it came to like, do you own it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't buy the beat. So I guess I don't, you know, so like I just uh, it was it was really difficult to get on something legit. Whereas in now be with through distro kid, it's very, very easy to do it. Um, and people yeah, upload yeah. all kinds of stuff they don't own and all, kind, you know, and shit like that. So the gates have lowered for sure. That's actually something I got to try to work out is uh, there's a couple songs that I go. Well, one major song on here that has like a sample running throughout the hook and that's the only one the only time i've ever been worried about a sample and i don't know why it can i'll send it to you later just yeah, so like is it like a music sample or like dialogue uh it's like a snippet of what he's rapping like for like three seconds he just says rolling with the bradster and uh i'm hoping it makes the album you know i might just say fuck it anyway but it's like you know four times a hook and i think you know as long as you don't yeah, tag them and like try to say that artist is featured on the song, right? I think you'll you'll probably get away with it. Because I mean, tons of people, but a lot bigger than me, have gotten away with samples. I know they didn't fucking pay for. So right. I mean, I'm hoping it just slides through the cracks like everything else. But then this conversation will come back. <laughs> I'll be like, oh yeah, see? yeah. yeah. That's that's the risk you take with the podcast, but I don't think you want to do the research. Uh, I mean, I, I worry a lot at the moment about sampling, not worry. I guess I don't worry at all about sampling, but I do a lot of it. So, I'm, you know, as you know, I've been ripping these vinyls, making beats out of them. And I think they're some of my best beats. That's how hip hop started. And I fully embrace it. But when you upload your beat to sell, it's like, are there any samples? And I'm just like, nope. Because if you hit yes, it makes you put in, uh, you have to use like these certain websites that clear samples and they get And I'm like, fuck that. I'm, I don't know. To me, uh, vinyl digging and like finding the samples yourself like that is, I earned it. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I mean, honestly, this is more of like, like full disclosure, whatever, who cares? It's a Scarface song called Your Ass Got Took off of his uh, debut album, debut solo, whatever. And it's more of like an homage to it because like no other rapper I know has like said Bradster, let alone says it with such like pride. Right. So like, you know, it, it just caught me because I didn't even, you know, get the name from him. But hearing that, of course, being Bradster, I'm like, fuck yeah. And then, like, I always said I wanted to sample it for years and years, and I'm just, like, finally, like, you know what? This is the one. Fuck it. You know, so I've never really worried about samples too much. I've used a ton. I mean, it's it's never really been a thing, but it's never ran through the whole song as a hook. Right. You know, so that's kind of what. But looking to clear samples is just fucking insane, and that's no excuse not to do it, I guess, but they don't make it easy. I mean, and extend is not cheap. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, and again, like I mean, I know I just explained it, but I just think my vinyls from the '60s. I don't know. I just feel like fuck them, and maybe that's mean. You know, yeah. maybe 40 years from now, someone samples one of my songs, it blows up, and I'm like, God damn it, I want money. You know, but to me, I'm over here looking at this Hank Garland jazz winds from the desert or some shit, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I think 
who the fuck knows? Like, I could have made it. You never know. You know, I don't know. I just, there's all my thoughts going to, but I get it. It is kind of fucked. Uh, but we're just out to trying to make dope music, you know? Right. And, and I think, you know, as long as it's good, even the people, like, unless it's like uh, suits, you know, I think the artist would even appreciate it. There's Except Sting. Sting is the worst. Yeah. He will take all the money from all the songs. Even I, I try to remember what song it was. It was the Internet Money, you know, that producer group. Uh, they made some beat. Nick Mira is a famous producer in their group. And he made yeah. some beat and he like he just happened to play the same three notes from the beginning of like Roxanne or something right on his guitar. And then he just looped that. And like that is in sting owns that beat and like all the, whatever the song ended up becoming uh, off of just that. And I'm like, that's just such bullshit. Like a percentage I totally get, but like a melody is not 90% of the song. A melody is like 30% of the song or whatever. So like, I just think it's weird that you steal three notes and they get the whole song. He's actually getting paid. I just found this out uh, maybe a couple months ago. $2,000 a fucking day for I'll be missing you from Puff Daddy. Yeah, I, I saw that like, as well. That, like, yeah. That's insane, you know, but it's like at the same time, if someone samples one of our things, like, I don't know. See, I think I'll be missing too, you. I, I would say like it relies heavily on the sample. So I do think he should get a significant amount of money, uh, but I don't know if him getting like all of it would have been practical you know? right and i think too you know because who knows how much diddy's making it nowadays just off that track alone but i think 2000s probably fair considering he's probably making about 20k a day on it or you know probably even more I right mean, i'm sure it's a fractional thing but yeah it's a, there's so much like because i was look, actually looking into it this led me down a rabbit hole of samples and i read something about uh the beastie boys album um it would cost like two mil or something, maybe even more. It was to, if they had sampled everything legit on it. Right. Well, I think it's like before 92, there's some certain date that before some certain date, none of the hip hop records can get be going after with their yeah. vinyl sampling. And then after a certain date, there were new rules and that's bullshit. But it, I think that also it leads to, it's a big reason why hip hop sounds different now because true. like, we you literally cannot make the beats the same way legally you know you can't just like there used to be these stories of people would go to new york and they go see a tribe called quest and uh q-tip and he had like this whole re- house full of uh fucking records right and then you would go he'd say pick three vinyls and you would just pick three random ass vinyls out of all like thousands of vinyls and then he would build your whole album off those three vinyl samples and you're like that's fucking crazy you know like but that's fucking cool as shit it's like that series on uh youtube uh, like Alchemist, different producers, mm. Derringer, they'll go in, pick three or four. Yeah, like I love that shit. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, and there's uh, a one I really like, and I, I can't ever remember the guy's name. He's had to make it a few times because it keeps getting caught and shut down. And it is kind of sample stitching, so a lot of producers don't like it, but it's just like here's hip hop songs and the samples they took, you know, and it plays like the sample original, you know, the whatever the original oh, song is. Um, who sampled? Yeah, and then it plays the next one or whatever. And it's just, it's always so fascinating. And I think it helps me train my ear for what would make a good sample when I'm listening through a vinyl, you know? Yeah, because sometimes it's just like way slowed down and, you know. Right, exactly. It just makes a huge difference. Yeah, well, and, uh, and, and you've heard a lot of my new stuff from these 60s records. A lot of it, I'm, I just find the groove they had in the melody and I'm like kind of remixing it. If you like, I'm adding hip hop drums to their old 1960s shit in a way. 
you know, sometimes it's, it's tough, working. But, I can, it's like a certain vibe. It works. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, tuxedo wraps or something. I like the uh, speakeasy. <laughs> right. Yeah. That one's go. That one is going to be good with Soko. Soko's been killing it lately. He has. I got, I got him on the new one. Horrorcore coming out with him. I was happy to get him on it. He killed it too. Everybody so far has. Yeah, he uh he's definitely been doing good. Um, trying to think of anything else music wise before I move on that's really been happening. I know our uh, homie Forgotten One friend of the podcast. He's supposed to be on next week. He has a album coming out. And uh, you know, CJ, our other homie, he uh he's always working on music, but never working on music. So we don't know when his shit's coming out. <laughs> he just got a pre-save link he sent now. Oh yeah. So it's happening. It's coming. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the only other thing I really had to talk about was video games. I've been playing a lot of video games lately. I know you're a fan of video games. Um, I got yeah, kind of odd for me. I had that, like, since I got COVID and then I got like healthy, I didn't, I haven't played a game. I, I don't know what the fuck, like I feel weird. Right. Yeah, that is weird. Um, you know, I've been basically just playing games because I got the the PlayStation Plus Premium or whatever it is, the like fancy one. And so I've been trying to just check out all the games on their service uh, to, you know, get my money's worth. And I've come across some good ones and some that I just don't think of. Like, for instance, this new game that everyone loves at the moment is getting amazing scores. And I just hate it when a game gets amazing reviews. And then I just play it. And I'm like, this is the most boring shit. You know, like, I just don't get it. And that's this game stray. It's about a cat and you're uh, in a cyberpunk future city and you're walking around. There's robot people and humans are dead. And all the premise seems great. But when you actually play it, you're just walking and then you hit X to jump up to that thing. It's not even like a platformer, like where you're like, there's a physics based jump. It's like you just hit a button, then you get there and then you get there. And then, and so it's like a puzzle. It's like a walking puzzle. And I don't well, you know. You got a meow button too. Yeah, there is a meow button. You're right. <laughs> and I played it for about, I don't know, three hours, maybe. No, not even that. Probably maybe like two hours. And I was just like, I just that's not enough for me. I don't think this is very fun. I don't get how everyone loves it. I guess cat people just love it because there's a cat, but it seems kind of boring to me. I've seen a lot of trending videos of just cats staring at it or there's a couple with the cats like reacting like yeah. dogs and cats reacting to the cat. But most of it is just them staring at the screen and they're like, oh, look at my cat. It's like, yeah, he's just fucking staring. Yeah, cats staring. <laughs> well, it looks like a cat on the screen. I mean, my dog watches dogs on the TV. You know, whenever uh, there's a commercial for dog food, my dog jumps up and stares and barks and gets all excited about the dogs on TV. But I'm not like, that's the greatest commercial that ever existed. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I, I kind of caught the end of the game. I'm not going to say it on here to ruin it for people, but I thought it was fucking horrendous. I'm like, seriously, this is what this is what it's all leading up to. Yeah. And what like, some pretty quickly in the game you find like a little robot drone that like can talk to the world for you and i'm like what the fuck i don't know i guess some people will love it you know they do love it. you know i'm just like i don't know that is just so not for me like i'm, I'm totally not against trying it i'll, I'll pretty much play anything but yeah it, it it looked like a game that was like i don't know my wife would play it but i would just be like yeah you can keep playing this Right. Uh, and the other game i've been playing and i don't necessarily love it i think the combat's kind of whack but the it's a fun little story, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Um, <clears throat> I think Square Enix made it or some of the people that made Tomb Raider. Maybe I don't really remember exactly who made it, but uh, I didn't I don't really care about superhero movies. I, you know, I've seen some like I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't keep up with them like most pop culture people seem to do, you know, um, 
And so I think that helps me with this as well, because I don't care that these guys don't look like the the movie characters Um, and the voice acting is really good. It's very well present. The presentation is good. Fun little story so far. I think I'm like on chapter six out of 12 or something. So I'm like halfway through it and uh, it is good. It's just some of the combat. I don't know. You have guns and you can punch, but there's just something about it that's not very fluid. And I don't know, but it's okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've never, I, I never took to the uh, superhero thing that's going on. It's kind of dying off now, but it reminded me of the zombies takeover of like the early mid two thousands. Everything was zombies, yeah. and it's just kind of turned into superheroes one day. And I was like, "What? Everybody's like a Marvel fan," and I don't know. It just kind of happened out of nowhere. I realized they have a huge fan base, and right. Well, I kind of liked uh, Marvel and stuff like that uh, before all of them got popular. You know, like I like the video games and stuff, but I never really read comics. And then I've it, never really seen much of the shows or anything. So, yeah, my, most of mine has come from the Right. And so, I, don't know, I mean, there was fine. It just it got so huge and everyone loved it. And there's just something about it that I was just over. I was over. And now you got to watch like 40 movies to know what the next movie's about. And Right. I don't know. It's not made for me. Uh and then the other little game I play this week when my nephew was in town is Wreckfest. So it's like a demolition derby game. There's also racing involved. And uh, it's oh. perfect for like a seven, eight-year-old. I mean, he just, all he wanted to do was a demolition derby because he couldn't race very well. But he got first place every time the demolition derby. So he played that three days straight. But it's a pretty good game. That's what I recommend to people out there have kids or you just like some dumb, you know, car wrecking games. It's uh, pretty good. Yeah, I've seen previews for that one. I've been wanting the, uh, for whatever reason, a Hot Wheels game always, like, ever since they previewed it, now it's out, I still haven't played it, but it looks fucking dope, and I haven't played it yet, but it's, I'm not even into racing games all like that or anything, just, I I saw it, and I'm like, I'm gonna race around tables and shit, like, I don't know, it seems, like, really good, but then it was, like, a hundred bucks for the fucking full pack of it or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I'll just wait for it to go on sale, Yeah, like, the price of these games are insane. Yeah, well, that's something that that's what's so strange, I think, is the juxtaposition between like one side where you could play, pay this subscription fee for all the access to the games, you know, which like the PlayStation Plus Premium or the Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it's like and the new games are 70 bucks and you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> so you almost have to do. I mean, I don't know. I've in this last year, I've gotten from like where I buy new games where I almost only buy on sale or stream or do it through these like uh, subscription services just because money wise, it's you have to. Right. I mean, usually I'll wait for something on sale. I did buy Elden Ring. I pre-ordered Elden Ring, but that was more of like a special occasion. You know, you generally, it's like if something's on sale or like the last one before that, I think was like Ghost of Tsushima. And I got it for like 30, 20 bucks, something like that. Right. And that, that seems like fair for these games. I mean, you know, even Tsushima's kind of like Assassin's Creed, more or less. And, well, that's better. you know, they're all but, just kind of copy and paste. And yeah, well, I would say Tsushima is a little different because it's uh, it is the first of an IP and uh, Sucker Punch. I mean, you can see it's a connection. There's similarities. And infamous, but yeah, it's Assassin's Creed in Japan. But that's what Ubisoft should have done years ago and they never did. So but I would say Ghost Tsushima plays way better than any Assassin's Creed game. Oh, yeah, I actually like it way better. I I used to really be into Black Flag and stuff. And then even now going back to it like a few months ago, I've liked Odyssey. And that's the only one I've liked. Maybe I liked Black Flag decently well, but Odyssey really got it for me. Then I got Valhalla and I hated it. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. 
It's not. I kind of burned myself out, I think, because I was playing Odyssey and then Orgies and Odyssey back to back. Right. And it just, it burned me out. It was like whenever I played uh, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, and then 5 or whatever it was. And it was just like too much, you know, too much Far Cry. It's too much of the same game. Like it's a great game in small bursts, but, you know, but, but Ghost of Tsushima, for what it's worth, I didn't get the same like, long drag vibe like when the fuck is this going to be over that i do with assassin's creed games like it, if you try to do everything it just never fight there's no end and i just felt like overwhelmed every time there was a dot they added four more dots and i'm like yeah no fuck you yeah i'm not going over here hand this guy a piece of paper yeah <laughs> They've definitely, I mean, I love Skyrim. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And I think it just opened up this whole, like, everything had to be an open world and had to have so much, but there's no one else can pull it off the same way they can. And I'm in GTA play a big part in that too. You know, all the GTA. Yeah, but that GTA came up. wasn't about missions and quests and story. I mean, it was just a big world to playground in. Like, I think Skyrim made it like the web of quests. No, GTA still doesn't have a web of quests. Like you have like storyline. Here's a letter. You go there and get the mission. Oh, I see what you mean. I see. Oh, I got you. But it's not like a living world where you're like, I accidentally stumbled upon so-and-so and and then this thing, you know, so I think games all try to do that and they just can't. Or not. I remember uh, Horizon was trying to do that. I mean, I, I, I liked Horizon. I just felt the story was real boring. So anytime I ran into somebody, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But everybody loves the story. I liked Horizon quite a bit. Um, I just thought it was very Ubisoft-like. I mean, just like Assassin's Creed. It was like every time you got a quest, the marker was on your map, and you knew exactly what to do here. Like, there was no mystery, you know, in Horizon Zero Dawn. It was all very much in front of you, which I get a lot of people probably enjoy. But us old-school gamers, I think, enjoy, like, you stumble upon a secret or whatever. Those were, like, the big memes whenever uh, a few months ago when Elden Ring was you know popular was everybody like all the developers complaining because they didn't have like the ui on the screen and a big app telling you where to go and icons and everything and then the the you know souls fans and whatever they were all we don't fucking you know it was just so funny watching them go back and forth as me in the middle that just like you know why not both if we put them in for the people that want it and we can always just have it the old way I mean, well, honestly, when I think of no UI on a game, I just think of the King Kong game on Xbox 360 because I remember playing that's the first game I ever played on the 360 and it had no UI whatsoever. And it was because it was supposed to look cinematic, but you just didn't know what the fuck to do because there was no like button prompts or anything. <laughs> so I was think, it uh, King Kong the movie by chance? Yeah, King Kong the movie. Okay, I played that on uh, PS3. Yeah, it was very hot. <laughs> but. Yeah, man, I don't really think I have much else. Like I said, uh, music-wise, you got some stuff coming out. I got some stuff coming out in a couple weeks. People should go check that one out. And, uh, you know, when this podcast ends, I feel like I'll have even more time for music. So I'll probably have even more music coming next year. So we'll really just see how it all goes. Before you know it, you'll have another podcast up and running. now. I know it. It could happen. It could. I mean, there's always a chance. You already got a plan in the talk. You're just keeping it quiet. No, I'm I'm really taking the year off uh, after I'm done, and then we'll figure it out next year. What I'm going to do is my plan, but I don't really have a solid plan yet. But I mean, I have ideas, of course. Well, it's sad to see it end. I know that. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do Monday, Wednesdays, and sometimes Fridays now. I know. I will. Bill Simmons, one of my favorite podcasts, and he's taking a five week break right now. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do with my life? And so it is going to be like that for some of y'all that listen to me. I'm sure, <laughs> you're like, what do I listen to now? 
it is kind of like over the years, it has become routine. Like, all right, it's Monday morning. Like I drop her off. I hit play on the podcast, start door dashing. And I listen to Snappy Snap. Fucking about Tommy Talker or whatever the fuck that was. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was the most random shit ever on a music pod. Didn't talk about the song. Went into it, hating on Forgotten One for being a full-time dad, which did not mean he didn't work. Um, and then, yeah, he comes out of this song. And he's like, fucking talking Tom. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. Neither did Skinny, uh, but he thought Skinny did. It was all very fun. The music podcast, I, I think, if anything, they should continue. You know, of course, take a break. But if, if I had to pick, I, the, the music podcast have been so good lately. You know, it's like they're they're peaking and then they're going to end, you know? Well, yeah, the commentary is getting better uh, and people are learning their, you know, what to do between the songs and uh, the music just slower to come in, you know, these days. So and I think that's a big deal is when I first started the podcast in general, I got more listeners, more people sending in music, more of this stuff. But I wasn't as good yet. And then, you know, you go this long and people just don't even check you out anymore. And I'm like, I think it's really good, though, now, you know, so. I think there is a benefit if I restarted it. May hopefully I could be good at the beginning of whatever I restarted. You know, this is true. So we'll see. From the beginning, but like I said, it probably won't be till next year. My wife's totally over it. I think. Um. So I'm gonna get a become a complete sad sap when I'm not doing it, and then she'll be like, "I liked you a lot better when you done that fucking podcast." And I'll be like, "Oh, that's how my wife was the week I didn't work on music because I was just sitting here like sulking and I didn't realize like what was going on in my head and I'm just like." You know, just like a depressed fucking piece of shit. And she's like, you know, go fucking do your thing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, Yeah, it gets like that. Um, I mean, I think you got to take the depression. You know, you got to use that fuel for my songs. But, you know, not everyone can do that. I don't know what it was for me. It was like coming out of COVID and like I didn't even get that sick. It was like. Just a mind fuck. Like, I don't know. It's like, I well, woke up about COVID brain. There's like this fog that comes with it or something. And I, mean, I had never heard of it until like, of course it started happening. And like, cause I said something stupid, like real, I say a lot of stupid shit. Don't get me wrong. But I said something like really fucking dumb and out of place for a second. And I was like, wait, the fuck did, what was that? And we're like both laughing. And I'm like, I think there's something wrong here. Right. You know, <laughs> I just wasn't thinking fast enough. Like I, it was so weird. And, that's it. it kind of brought on like a bout of depression without me even really knowing it. So whenever I woke up out of it that day, it was just like fucking, oh, it was like, you know, coming out chipper and shit like, oh, the sun's bright. What a thing it is. You know, pretty much that whole weight and shit. Right. Yeah. And you could have just got some vitamin deficiency going on now that I've lived through that. I've learned, uh, you know, I think COVID contributed to mine. And if you get low on vitamin D and B, which I am on both, both can cause depression. So I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Why the last few months I've been super fucking depressed. Maybe maybe this all factored into it. Yeah, I I could see it because my diet's fucking pure shit. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, once the fast food started coming in, I definitely felt a lot more sluggish. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so out on fast food because they can't cook it right anymore around here, you know, in these smaller towns. Uh, it's just so hard f- to find good fast food that it's like not even worth the money. So I'm just like, fuck it. I guess I'll cook. It's yeah, it's not just you. I don't know what happened. Like, it's it's like, I don't know, maybe it's a bunch of new workers that came in from the old workers. Quitting or, but yeah, all the food seems to suck now. They can't even make like I get a quarter pounder. It's not fucking hard to make things. And like Biden. every time it's a mess. Right. 
Yeah. Open it. It's just like an open sandwich. Yeah. yeah these, uh, these kids suck. That's what I'll say. Um, but all right, man, I'm going to wrap this one up. I think it's a decent episode. People can, uh, you know, get a little taste there and then we'll have a music pod, uh, best of the best one coming out Friday. So people can get ready for that shit. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I know that. All right. Well, peace, bro. All right. Thank you. Peace.
like some big old round titties. Yeah, 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 like some big old round titties. Yeah, 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 like some big old round titties. Yeah, yeah, like some big old round titties. Yeah, like some big old round titties. Yeah, 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 like some big old round titties.